The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Before I talk to D. Reddy and John Cadell here in studio, Zara Herderman, you were at Bob Dylan last night in the Three Arena. How was it? Hi, Matt. How are you? Yeah, no, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, of course, it was quite exciting because um, it was part of the Rough and Ready Ways tour, um, the album he released in 2020. So this is a, the first time audiences were getting to hear, you know, those new songs. He played nine out of ten from the album. Fortunately, he didn't play um, Murder Most Fair, the 17-minute-long song about JFK's assassination. Um, but elsewhere, he padded out the set list with the likes of when I paint my masterpiece, um, I'll be your baby tonight to be alone with you. So everything really fit quite nicely as well together because him and the band are doing kind of arrangements that are very true to how Rough and Rowdy Ways um, sounded in the recordings, um, which is really nice. His voice was, you know, it's that gravelly classic sound and just very um, very atmospheric, very um, engaging. And yeah, really, really great show. Really enjoyed it. I don't want to seem in any way ageist by asking this question, but he is 81 years of age. So how much did the voice hold out for long? Uh, Is he able to move around much? Well, yeah, so he was playing at the upright piano for most of the night. And to be fair to him, he was standing playing the piano for a lot of it. Every now and again, he would sit down. But his voice did sustain um, the show. I mean, the show was an hour and 50 minutes long. He played 17 tracks. Now, he did obviously have his his songbook with him just to kind of keep an eye on some lyrics. But he was pretty faultless, I'd have to um, say, of his performance. I thought he was really excellent. Um, The band as well were great with him. He, you know, they were very attentive to him and they all kind of maintained a really great pace together so even though he's 81 like he's a pretty sharp guy I mean he's released his 39th album two years ago this was his 103rd performance of this tour and so you know it's not like he's uh, any intentions of slowing down anytime soon so and it really showed it last night I felt. Okay well do you think the rest of the crowd have enjoyed as much as you did? Um, it's always a tricky one with Bob Dylan. Some people will expect him to be playing like Blown in the Wind and like a Rolling Stone. And with this show, he didn't do that. Now, when he was in Kilkenny two years ago, he did. But of course, you know, he's promoting a new record. So he's going to play in the new stuff. A lot of people will be disappointed then when they hear, say, like, Gotta Serve Somebody from 1979, Slow Train Coming, not sounding like it did on the album. They'll complain about that. But actually, I thought that the interpretations of the songs from his back catalogue just suited really well with how everything off the new album presented itself. It was really complimentary. But yeah, I think if people weren't very enthusiastic about it. I don't know. I think they kind of just need to get over themselves a little bit because it was brilliant. Zara Hederman, <laughs> thank you very much for being us. John Cadell, you look jealous. Uh, no, not jealous. I've seen Bob 17 times in the last 27 years. I didn't make it to last night's gig, but uh, I always enjoy the people who go to see Bob Dylan because they want to see him before he dies. And yeah. they go and they've got the greatest hits and they sit down and they want to hear Bob, the Bob Dylan jukebox. And then he comes out and he'll play four in a row from an album from 1967. Bob Dylan does and always has done exactly what he wants to do. Um, and Zara mentions his voice there. The great thing about Bob is that he could never sing. He's a great voice vocalist. He's not a great singer and there is a difference. Um, And his voice is gravelly. These days he sounds as though he really needs to clear his throat every time he sings. But um, 
he did uh, play, he has been playing a lot of songs from uh, Rough and Radio Ways on this tour um, but he do, he doesn't always you know Zara mentioned that he's he's promoting a new album it wouldn't be I, I think in Bob Dylan's psyche to go out and promote a new album unless there was a gun pointed to his head there you know he's released albums in the past where he's done a tour and hasn't played anything from them um, but he is particularly taking himself with Rough and Radio Ways and if you remember I think about three years ago when Murder Most Foul came out we were talking about it uh, that it's 17 minutes long yeah. and it was just like it took my breath away when I heard it uh, for the first time. It was, it was just so much in it, and um, it's, it's almost a meal in that song. And this album has been very, very well received. Okay, let's move on to other things. D, what about the sad story of Aaron Carter's death at the age of just thirty-four? Yeah, this is really tragic, Matt. So a lot of people would know Aaron Carter um, from his acting work as well as his singing work. He's the singer and brother of, uh, sorry, he's the brother of Backstreet Boys singer Nick Carter. Um, and he would have been, I suppose, one of those child and tween and teenage stars back in the 90s and noughties, who, much like many of his peers, just seems to have been eaten up by mm-hmm. the machine that was the entertainment industry at the time. He was hugely successful as uh, as a kind of young teenager. He had a number of albums um, you know, his his second album, um, Aaron's Party, Come Get It, came out in the year 2000. He went triple platinum. Um, he would have singles that maybe have been forgotten by the um, the depths of time. But like, you know, I was reminded of it when I read them, like I Want Candy, I'd forgotten that he had released that. And then he also did quite a bit of acting on those kind of teen shows at the time. So the likes of Lizzie McGuire. He was also on, um, on Broadway and he did Dancing with the Stars. So by no means um, uh, somebody who didn't have success in their life. But, but he also had quite, issues. He had really bad addiction uh, um, issues. And he, uh, and, and I think this just goes, to, for me anyway, when I saw this part, it just went to show how, oh, how people just get eaten up by that machine. Yeah. He appeared in 2017 on a US talk show called The Doctors, where they actually tested him for prescription drugs for the viewing public to 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 witness, and I just think that's so disgusting. His relationship with his siblings wasn't the best. His brother Nick um, was granted a temporary restraining order against him um, in 2019 after he uh, he alleged um, it was alleged that he threatened to kill Nick's preg- pregnant wife. Now Nick has come out um, and gave a lovely statement, obviously about his 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 brother's death saying that his heart's broken and they've had a complicated relationship but his love for him has never faded like there's just so much in it it's so much in the tragedy I think of that yeah and you'd want to be very careful before you decide to throw your kid out on the stage oh god that's um, I mean that's it you know not, not so much these days but certainly back then I mean I, I immediately thought of the likes of uh, Lena Zavaroni who's certainly before your time Dee but not before Matt's and uh, Lil Lena Zavaroni from um, from the early 70s <laughs> oh really okay. yeah her story and also Lil Chris do you remember Lil Chris from I think it was The X Factor uh, yeah, this song called "Checking Checking It Out." He, no. that poor guy, committed suicide about five years ago. But because you have your moment in the sun, and then you know you stop being cute, or you grow up a bit, and then the next thing you're just thrown in the trash heap and nothing. But that era of the entertainment ish, uh, industry in the US, in particular, like the, the kind of the, well, put the eighties as well, the eighties, nineties, and noughties. Like there was a kind of there was almost a whole family families that that put their children mm. into um 
the industry and it, not a whole lot of them have come out the other side no. particularly well adjusted. You I think, know? And in fairness, I think there, there is more uh, notice taken of that these days. I think. Oh, absolutely. But certainly back in the, the very, very early noughties and, and before there was... But there's was that no. whole, you know, that whole theory that the, the minute you become famous that your your ability to emotionally develop Advance, yeah. is, is stunted and, it, you know, it does ring true to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay, let's get picks of the week. Let's hear some music. Dee, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is from a band with a name that John I know absolutely oh. loves though he does like their music mm. it's from Houseplant I don't like their music do you not? no Oh, oh, fair well, enough. Not, not so far, I might like that. All right, well, let's give this a whirl and see. Um, it's a new single that they've released called Sea Glass, uh, which they've released to coincide with um, the announcement of their new EP, uh, which will be coming out on December 2nd, which is also called Sea Glass. Um, and they've also announced a string of tours to go alongside it. So this is Sea Glass. She comes into the peace and morning. Coming to the water still There's a song for the beast of burden There's a cup for me to fill And if she makes her last communion She makes her trouble peace Won't those heads drop No more Cause tree roots can crack on Uh, I must admit, I forgot that that was Paul Noonan's band. I was thinking of another band like Dry Cleaning or Ironing. Well, I think what probably threw you is that their their name is Houseplants. <laughs> it's dreadful. And name. they're 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 choice nominated now. To be fair, uh, first um, album Dry Goods was yeah. nominated last year. So yeah. between Dry Goods and Houseplants, you were having a well, canary they're, they're, when that one came out. They're no wet leg. That's <laughs> just still cannot see any of these names in a t-shirt. <laughs> Okay, you prefer Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. Now, there is a name that sort of conjures up date. Much healthier than Houseplants. So, Guns N' Roses released Use Your Illusion uh, 1 and 2 31 years ago uh, this month, and uh, they've had a delayed 30th anniversary reissue of it. It's only like seven CDs and two Blu-rays. So, you've got all sorts of stuff on it, like demos and uh, some live concerts and trinkets, things you don't need in the box. It's a massive thing, but the albums themselves... Is there an involvement with one of my favourites, Stephen Wilson's involved? Yeah, Stephen Wilson, what he's what's happened here and the, the, the track that we're taking is a um, a new version of November Rain. Now, come back, come back. The All of the backing track is still there, the original vocal instrumentation, but what they've done is, what Stephen Wilson has done, is he has removed the synthesised strings from November Rain and replaced them with a live 50-piece orchestra. So this is, you know, how it would have been done if Axel had probably got it the absolute budget back in the day. So we're going to play a clip of it, a clip of the song where I think the, the new instrumentation orchestration sounds particularly good.
it's really a 50-piece orchestra. Yeah. Just for that sound. Now, now remember, Matt, uh, sorry, sorry, this is, we're listening, we're not listening to the processed feed, we're listening to a live studio feed. You won't, it won't pick it up as much. I'm oh, sorry, John. Yeah, but I'm sure the listeners uh, appreciated it. Well, what, what? No, Wait, no, you don't yeah. see any, any no, difference? Just, whenever, whenever I hear November Rain, I just assume that the, the radio DJ has needed to use the, the facilities. Okay, right. That's the first thing you think of when you think of this epic no, tune. I'm only, I'm only I'm joshing you. November Rain makes Dee think of the toilet. <laughs> We've loads of gigs announced for next year, for 2023. What are the highlights for you? Um, I think for me, it will be Peter Gabriel. Yes. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, he's just announced his first tour in almost a decade and it's going to finish in Dublin, which will be class, on June 25th. Um, so they're going on sale this Friday at 10am. Uh, I want to say something about Peter Gabriel. I went to see him in 1993 on the Us tour and it was in the Point Depot. And it was, Us as in you and Peter Gabriel? Uh, no, the album was called Us. Okay, cool. Yeah, and... Yeah. Um, it was the most astonishing show that I had okay. ever seen up to that point. And uh, I'd say whenever you get Bono to be interviewed, Matt, if you ask him, I'd say he would say that he, he took a couple of ideas for Zoo TV from Peter Gabriel's tour. This concert was so good that it stayed as my favourite concert of all time oh, until, wow. until I saw McCartney in the same venue a few years later. And I, it was so good, I didn't want to see him again. I didn't want to see him again when he played Marty Park. So I probably won't go and see him because it won't be better than that concert. So it would be one of my favourite albums. Yeah, great. Absolutely brilliant album. One more we've brought early out of time. Dee, what else is coming Uh, up? Let's go with the War on Drugs as well. They're playing the Trinity Summer Series on June 27th and they're also going on sale this Friday at 10am. We've got to leave it there. Thank you very much, Dee Reddy and John Cadell. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.